the shaky town <laughs> the shaky town radio hour is on the air and on the road to the city of redlands i'm brody foster hubbard it's another road episode it's another zine event episode recorded live on the scene i'm here with again behind the driver's wheel daisy noemi hi i like to drive you drive me wild daisy noemi <laughs> In the driver's seat. Uh, in the back seat is Whisper Kid, Rhea. What's going on? You're playing some tunes on the keys. I want you to improv. Like sing? Yeah. Whoa. City of Red Lips. I'm ready to see you. In the Empire. We're good, we're better, we're the best. It's time for an IE zine fest. Fest, fest. <laughs> so that's what's going on. We're pulling up to uh, Augie's Coffee House. I see people already out and about. We're going to uh, get set up, we're gonna check in and get things going. I am in an alleyway right alongside Augie's Coffee House. I have a table. Daisy and I have a table. Her wonderful zines are set up. My zines are set up as well next to hers. Uh, Sarah Bightley, our friend from Pimp Killer Productions, is right across the way from us. And she's taking pictures of her table. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Brody. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm always glad to be part of Shaky Town Radio. Yeah. So you have a whole table to yourself today. It's yes. spread out. Oh, my gosh. This is the biggest table I've ever had. Yeah. I have all six feet. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with myself. I have so much space. <laughs> so any developments in the Pimp Kelly universe since we last spoke? You know, I finished kind of writing my first draft of Pimp Killer the novella, which is going to debut at LA Zine Fest, so I'm pretty cool. Hopefully debut at LA Zine yeah, Fest. Once that's the plan. I, that's the plan. Um, so I'm really excited. It's the first, um, like, all literary kind of book with not so many pictures. Yeah. And then I'm, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. And then I'm drawing um, some doodles that relate to the story, so I'm excited to draw again. Cool. And I was going to say, you're actually reading poems today as part of Zine Quest. Yes, I'm reading for the first time ever my own poetry, and uh, I'm nervous but really excited about it. Cool. And it's definitely different than pimp killing, so <laughs> pimps and poetry are the theme of the day, so I'm excited about that. Wonderful. Well, we, uh, we I, Brody, look forward to seeing you read and hearing you read. And talking to you again and again. Yes, of course. I'm right across the way. Right. Anytime. Anytime you want to chat, I'm right here. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Brody. <laughs> yeah, you're doing wonderful. Um, we're going to make Sarah do a long-form interview soon. She's working up to it, much like when you put your toes in the water. The cold, cold water. What do you call that, Daisy? When you put your water's foot in the, testing the waters. Yes. She's uh, finishing an apple right now. 
I try to dive right in, but I can't. I also have to just test the water with my toe, <laughs> see how warm or cold it is, and then I step into it. And then I really have to decide if I want to go all the way in, or else I'll just run back out. You must snap into the Slim Jim that is life. It's hard. It's scary. <laughs> yes. Um... Uh, so many friends here. Ar- Ariel Zitney is here. Ariel Z, as she's also known as. Uh, the folks from Influenza and Freeways Collide, they were the first people I saw on my way in. Uh, and Dress Yourself is around the corner. Uh, Rusty from Revival House Press is right near us as well. Uh, Stacy Russo, Wild Librarian just released a zine of poems that are wonderful, and she has her baked goods here today as well. Uh, Emma Shavik is here somewhere or on the way. Jen Venegas, she's not a morning person, and Skinned Knees is on the way. I don't know where Rhea went. She fell into an alternate universe somewhere. Maybe she fell in the vortex of the bathroom. Could be. I haven't seen the bathroom yet. Uh, I've seen a lot of bathrooms in... Uh, Southern California that are definitely Vortex is uh, putting it nicely actually Uh, we got some folks walking up we're going to talk to them uh, try to sell them zines while zine quest 2 the search for Rhea continues thank you so much oh it looks beautiful I just got a pumpkin spice latte Uh, almond milk I'm going to take a picture of it uh here at Augie's Coffee House, which I'm told has the best coffee, so I'm excited to drink it up. Going to talk to some other vendors here today. Uh, tell me your names and what you're doing today. I'm Summer Kinsey, and I am selling my um, comic splinter and prints of it so that I can raise money to, um, to print it in color when I'm hand-coloring the entire thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. My name's Skip Welch, art name Joyless Butcher. I teach all these kids. We're called the Rocket Punch Pirates. And what we do is I teach kids how not only to make their own comics, how to write them, lay out, but the business of comics and of zines, how to sell online, as well as break off and sell their own stuff. Stickers, t-shirts, everything. And they learn the history of zines and comics on top of that. So was your introduction to all this through Joyless Butcher? Uh, yeah, most of it. Um, I did learn some of it by myself, but he definitely has helped me a lot when it comes to laying out my comic, and it's not as simple as it seems. Right, right. And how long have you been involved in printing? Um, we've been doing this version of it for about two and a half years now, but I've made zines since I've been in third grade. Yeah. Like, on the bus. What was your, your, the third grade on the bus ones about? Uh, the third grade on the bus ones, it was called the Daily Blab. And what I was doing is that I was just drawing lies of the day's events, you know, aliens eating some teacher's brains right. or something like that. What I would do is I'd draw it on the bus going to school, then I'd go at first recess, photocopy it, and by third recess I'd have them sold out. Nice. Yeah. Um, so what do we have here today? We have Splinter. Splinter's we have comic. We have Trust No One is the zine I have. Logan right here. Oh, hi, Logan. Hey, Logan. So... Um, but tell me about I this one. Yeah, tell me about Barfing Cat. Well, Barfing Cat is more of a, about a cat who likes who just barfs a lot whenever something hits him or whenever he feels the urge to barf. It, or, or usually when he sees something really disgusting. Right. His latest comic, he took on God. 
Oh, it was wow. Barfing Cat versus God, and they're at a costume party for Halloween of the gods. Like Neptune was sushi, all type of things. So he's sold um, stickers, and actually people from the Cartoon Network have bought some of his drawings and are hanging up in their offices oh, in Atlanta. Nice. Yeah, Wonderful. Uh, how many events like this have you been at? Uh, this is my second one, my second or third one that I've been to. Uh, I've been, I was here last year okay. at the Zine Fest, so, yeah. So, what's the most fun aspect for you of tabling and of, of the people coming for those events? Um, probably just getting to see a lot of different artists and see what they do, and you, you learn from them, too, when you, when you see all these different people. So, yeah, it's really awesome. Awesome, awesome. And then this is my assistant, one of my students as well. Introduce yourself. I am Missy Queens. Well, it's my alias anyway. <laughs> you have some work here today? Yes. Um, this is right here. Aperture. Aperture Nerd. Tell me what this is about. Well, this is a Portal fan comic. I'm very obsessed with the game Portal, so I thought it would be right to use some of the doodles and sketches I've done over the years, kind of, to just put this together. Okay. Um, tell me about Portal. I know the name, but I'm trying to remember Portal. It's, it's a... It's a first-person strategic puzzle kind of game. We have to go through an abandoned test track with a very dangerous supercomputer that's trying to kill you. Oh, wow. And the second game kind of goes into what happened after you killed her. <laughs> you have to kind of go through and try to escape again. Okay, wow. So, um, and, and how many of these events have you kind of been to? What, what, what's your uh, take on zine events? Um, they're a lot of fun. Um, conventions in all, I've been to about three. This is my second zine fest, so I'm kind of excited. Very cool. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your work with me today and talking to Shaky Town Radio. Thank you. <laughs> Guess what? Shaky Town Radio is here with Freeways Collide and Influenza, all sharing a table. Who who's the first victim today? Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> what's going on, Brody? What's going on here at uh, Inland Empire Zine Quest today? What's what's the day been like so far? Uh, it's been pretty chill. We've gotten a lot of people checking out our stuff. Um, we're pretty excited because we just released our, our latest issue literally today. Yeah. So it's exciting to see people's reaction to it. Our first color zine. So. Oh, yeah. So Signal Hill is the last uh, new one that I saw. And yeah. then today we have... And now we have Viajar, which is Spanish for travel, which okay. is our travel zine. Yeah. So, yeah, we took a week-long road trip, and the zine is just pretty much the pictures from that. So. Very good. Very good. So, uh, and then how's the day been for you all so far? Great. Yeah? <laughs> what have you seen? What, what has been shared with you? What have you shared with others? I don't know. All right, now you're stuck. <laughs> I know, she's not, she's not very good at, at talking. She's, she's the art director. She, she's a recluse. So. I just lock her... Lock, <laughs> I just lock her in a room and make her design our zines all day. So she's not good with talking to people. I serve tables for we demand answers on this show. Yeah. We ask the hard questions. So we have dysmorphia and monophobia and signal hill and the new one we are hard to travel zine. And um, yeah, and then next to y'all we have freeways collide. 
Uh, do you guys, uh, we have landscapes and merging oceans today, and, and uh, what else? What else is going on? Um, I'm folding mini zines right now. Is this a new thing? It's new. Yeah, it's new. It's the first time today. Yeah, okay. it's new. Yeah, we got a new mini zine. All based in Come back in. Um, it's all photos Sarah took, uh, Polaroids of all her friends partying and having a lavish good time yeah. in Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's our first little mini scene. Very cool. So. so so when are we doing our Long Beach event? When are we having the Long we Beach zine? I don't know what to call it, but like... LBZine LB Fest. LBZine Fest, yeah. <laughs> I've been making emails to like try to get um, a venue, but right now we've gotten little response, so we're still working on that. Um, If anyone in Long Beach has any access to space, hit up (laughs) influenza.com. I was thinking of just a day where I would come hang out with all of you and you guys would show me the town, and we'd call it Shaky Town in Long Beach. And uh, so basically me kidnapping you guys and making you like cart me around <laughs> while I just record everything and every word that we say to each other. What, how would you feel about that? That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. Hell yeah. mean Bloody Marys in Long Beach. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do. Yeah. My ties were made in Long Beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, yeah. I, did, and I did not know. And, and similarly, when you want to come to Highland Park, where, where I reside now, I will show you all the joy that York Boulevard has to bring you. We have Donut Friend. We have Pop Hop, if you want to look at some books. So, All right, one more thing, because this is going to uh, air before you're doing another Space 1520 event. Exactly. So uh, November 10th, uh, from 11 to 4 p.m., I will have another uh, zine event at uh, Space 1520. It's just a fall zine event. Come celebrate fall and um, zines and DIY culture with us. And it'll be outside again in a courtyard uh, in Hollywood. Come check it out. Cool. So it'll be Sunday at Hollywood and Coenga, I think, are the cross streets? Uh, Sunset and Coenga. Sunset. Yeah. And, um, and did you know, uh, can you tell us about some of the vendors? Um, so we're going to be there, of course. There's going to be a few new people, actually. Um, Cultist, which is... Um, an online blog slash a bunch of girls who talk about really cool shit. Uh, Sleep Talk is going to be there again, so Kevin Navales. Um, and a bunch of other people that I can't remember right now in my head, but about 20 vendors we have. So it'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah, so come by. I will be coming by, and uh, hopefully all Shaky Town listeners will be too. So. Awesome. Well, cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us as always. <laughs> I just got done doing a reading. I want to introduce you to one of the other folks I did a reading with, and we did a reading together at Riverside. Uh, Ariel or Ariel? It's Ariel. Ariel. Ariel Z. How are you doing? Good. Um, so we met River- at Riverside, and now we're here together again um, at IE Zine Quest. And you have a wonderful, not only writing, but just your speaking voice. Oh, thank you. I'm glad we have you on mic, and I'm glad that we get to, I got to hear you read today. So you have a new zine out called, and it's also about consent. Yes. 
So basically, um, I wanted to discuss consent in a way that's appropriate for all ages. So it is about um, boundaries and respecting your boundaries and other people's boundaries. And I wanted to um, go into how um, the we have a sort of problem with thinking about consent where we approach it with no means no and yes means yes, but we don't acknowledge whether or not that yes actually means yes. If the person doesn't mean yes, if they don't feel that way, then that yes is just a word and that's not true consent. So I go into the difference between consent as a word and consent as a feeling. And it's this is such a important topic even within our zine community um, in conversations just about like zine fest when people all come together from everything from like taking pictures of people to um, approaching people like it's it's a really it's something really under a microscope right now and I think that's good what, what have your been your experiences as far as moving out and about and like do you think people are pretty good about this stuff or are they more clueless than they realize I think people are pretty clueless I think they come from good intentions but they maybe haven't um, thought about it in depth or maybe been educated on it and I think a good way to um, sort of realize how clueless people are is when people cross people's boundaries without meaning to at all. And one of a good example of this is when you meet someone, some people are very touchy-feely and enjoy giving hugs, and some people that is a boundary for them and they feel uncomfortable with that. So it's as simple as asking, oh, can I hug you before hugging someone? And I think that can be confusing to some people because we are... When we hug people, we see that as a good thing. And so I don't see it as people not necessarily thinking about it because they don't care about consent. I just think sometimes we can get confused that other people have boundaries when we don't have those boundaries. Um, so that's even within, like I said, our own community, let alone the world at large. Um, and one audience that you have in mind you said today at the reading was all ages you know you and I are uh, adults uh, actually you last time we spoke had just graduated yeah. college congratulations again thank you <laughs> um, I, I just anybody anytime I know it's not for everybody but anytime somebody gets a degree then, and you know it's like you worked hard for that shit good job um, but you spoke about all ages audiences and how you tried to write to that audience and what it, what is your feelings about consent within I guess the, the ranks of youth well I think we sometimes are scared to talk about consent with children because we think of consent mostly in terms of sex but it really uh, it, it impacts children greatly and I think we can see this when we see children flirting even um, really innocent flirting but we often see boys pushing young girls boundaries teasing you know pushing and sometimes um, the young girls will say no and the boys continue and this is seen as them really liking that girl so if you push someone's boundaries that means you really like them and I think that this is really problematic and something that adults kind of turn a, a blind eye to because they see it as innocent and harmless but I think 
knowing that you can push someone's boundaries as a child, then you grow up as an adult believing that you can still push someone's boundaries, and those boundaries change when you get older. And so I think if we talk about it with children, just simply like if, if a child tells you no, if one of your friends tells you no, then stop doing that. And I think that's really easy to have that conversation with children without even bringing sex into it. Um, language is flexible enough that we can talk about those kind of boundaries, but boundaries can also mean pushing the boundaries of what we expect from from writers and, and people here we, who we hear reading. Um, how do you feel you are pushing boundaries? How are you transcending people's expectations when you read your work? Well, I like to think that um, a, a lot of times when we're in a literary community, people put um, an emphasis on words, and I think that's absolutely very important. Uh, words have a lot of meaning, but I think we need to think about why the words have the meaning as well, and thinking about the multiple meanings of words, and I like to do that a lot in, in my work, so I think I, I did that with this consent zine, and I also have done it um, with regards to um, my feminist poetry, where I like to think about um, ways in which language can mean multiple things. You, you know exactly where I was going. Uh, this, I wanted to talk about Pussies Against Patriarchy. Yes, Pussies Against Patriarchy. It's um, a little like a little chapbook of poetry that I have, and it is an offshoot of a bigger idea that I'm working on. I'm working on a book of poetry called Pussy, and it's about feminism, but it's also about... Um, thinking about the I ideals of feminism outside of feminist discourse. So I like to think about um, communication and relationships and how that can be a feminist issue without necessarily talking about feminism. And okay. in my life, because cats are very important to me, I'm a cat person, I found myself noticing that my relationships with my cats and my problems with my relationships with my cats had a lot to do with problems people have with each other and not being able to understand each other and communicate well. So this brought me to start writing Pussy, where I can talk about issues of communication while also talking about issues in our own lives. And I think that Pussy works really great with that because it is a misunderstanding if you just say the word, you know, we don't, we're not really sure how to feel about it. Is it vulgar? Is it funny? Is it provocative? You know? And so I kind of want to do that with writing in general. So what would be, for our podcast audience, the best place to find you online? Uh, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash rlzitney. That's A-R-I-E-L-Z-I-T-N-Y. Well, I hope you'll come back sometime uh, to Shaky Town, and we'll talk in depth, hopefully, and uh, love to hear more as uh, as pussy develops, as uh, consent and pussies against patriarchy get out there. And, and, well, and yeah, the last question, what else do you have on the horizon? Um, I'm, you know, hoping to write um, more about... Um, issues that I think affect all people. Um, I'm, I'm into body positivity as well as um, self-love and uh, mindfulness as well. And I think just thinking about our thoughts and the way that we think about things and being analytical and aware. And I think that these are things that all people can really benefit from and learn more about themselves. 
I hope you'll come back, like I said, on mic, and we can be very mindful, and we'll, we'll dig in, because I like to dig in, and I know you do too. So, so we'll, we'll get together hopefully sometime. Thank you so much. Great, thank you. I'm here with Tori Holder. She opened up the reading today that uh, we both just did in Augie's Coffee House, and this is her first tabling experience and first reading experience. Yes. How how is it going? Uh, it's going good. It's going. I don't know if it's going like I expected because I don't know what I was expecting, but it's going good. So I'm feeling good about it, and now I'm being interviewed. So that's that's a new thing too. I'm usually on the other end of this, but it works. Tell me about that. Tell me what you do. Um, I do a lot of things, but in addition to um, my comics and my real job, I also sometimes um, go and review shows for a tiny little blog. It's basically just trade for getting into the show, but sometimes I'll interview there. Um, my first year of college, for some reason, I felt compelled for my sociology final to do a documentary about record stores. So that was a really wild ride and like getting to learn how to talk to people because I talked to a bunch of people like Rhino and Amoeba and like this little record store up by my school in Washington that I used to go to. I don't go there anymore. I keep saying my school, like I still go there. And then I also ended up talking to Ted Leo for a while, which was just really random but awesome. And so that's my experience in that pretty much. That's all my formal training of being <laughs> a complete noob. So, when did you start doing your comics? Um, I'm really kind of confused as to when, to be perfectly frank and honest. I, there was a point in my life where I just like, kind of like looked down and I had a finished comic in front of me and I didn't know how it happened. I, I mean, I know that sounds like some like kooky thing that someone would say, but it was like, I was just like, oh, that's, that's a comic. Oh, I finished that. I don't remember starting it, but I, looking back, the more I go through things from like my childhood... I was kind of doing it all along, even before like I knew how to write. I was just like, these are squiggles, mean words, and there's a picture of a cat, because this is about a cat, and this is about the cat's feelings. So, um, really though, I started getting into it kind of in college. I had um, a few good friends who were involved in like their own like comics and zine things from their areas, and it was just a really great outlet, because it was a different time in my life where it was... I don't know how to say this without sounding cheesy, but I was finding out different things about other people and myself, and I was coming across more and more situations where it was like, I don't know how to comprehend this, but I don't want to just internalize it. I want to make something out of it so that I understand it and that I can communicate with other people. So through um, that, we have seen now three different publications here that you're offering today. Little Things, You Carry Your Demons Well, and if, when? Yes. I've made sure I said the title right. You did. Um, what, what would you say each of these uh, encompasses? Um, little Things is the oldest of the ones I have here. Um, I finished it in June, I think, of this year. Um, to me, this is really more a reflection on like what I think the core element of my artistic style, you can't tell, but I just did air quotes, <laughs> is... Um, it's all very short-form things about events that happened to me and how I kind of process them because there's these things that happened and you don't know what they are when they're happening, but you just get this sense that they're important. And that's what I really like to focus on and just kind of draw out 
all of the really big things that are encompassed in these like very tiny, very instantaneous, very chance moments. Um, you Carry Your Demons Well is it's quite a pretty little tome, but it's a very difficult story. Um, I actually had the idea for it back in November and then didn't even do thumbnails for it until like June or July and then um, all of a sudden I like had this friend who I hadn't talked to in a while and like I just decided like I was like I'm gonna email him I'm gonna email him this finished comic and like it was just weird for me because obviously it's, it's not really about a frog it's a metaphor and um so it was a lot of things where it was like, I know no one's going to see into this what I see into this, but um, it was very difficult to share. But then I just got back like this one sentence reply like an hour later that was like, I love this. And yeah, just like one of my best comics friends. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to share this with the world because I think this is good and he thinks this is good. And, that, that creates a united front, and it's been selling pretty good. People keep picking it up and liking it, so that's, I think that's how you know people like it, um, <laughs> and how you know that you're not a horrible person, so that's great. Um, lastly, If When, um, it's the one I read an excerpt from earlier. It's just basically kind of looking at the whole idea of being post-college, but you're not still really grown up, but I didn't want to be whiny or romanticize it. I just kind of wanted to look at it for what it was and that it's not necessarily like this big soap opera. It's just sitting on a couch, waiting for a job interview, <laughs> sitting on a couch, eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, sitting on a couch, talking to someone about how you don't have your shit together, but it's okay because they keep telling you it's okay. <laughs> and so I really, I went with some kind of I obviously went with the third person element. I went with like some sci-fi parts to it. So it was really fun because I felt like to me that was really the one where I didn't know where it was going to go. And I still don't know how it's going to end. I know how it goes a little farther, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> so as that journey continues, where can our podcast audience best find you online? I am best findable at Tori Holder, T-O-R. H-O-L-D-E-R at Tumblr not at Tumblr that's an email address <laughs> .tumblr.com you, you know what it is ah, take two <laughs> you know where it is we'll, we'll link to it also on our sh uh, site shakytownradio.com Tori thank you so much for talking to us thank you so much for talking to me have a great night <laughs> evening afternoon whatever <laughs> tell us who you are tell us what you do my name is Yumi Sakugawa, and I'm a comic book artist and illustrator based in Orange County, Los Angeles. Now, I am seeing you everywhere. I'm seeing you at all the fest and all the stores that carry zines. Your stuff is there. Everybody loves you. Everybody loves your work. I'm a fan. I'm an admirer. I'm one of many. Um, tell us how this year has been for you. I feel like you're really getting like the coverage and spotlight and attention that you deserve. Thank you so much. Um, this has been a really amazing year. Um, this year actually marks my first year becoming a published author. My uh, first illustrated book, I Think I Am In Friend Love With You, comes out in bookstores in December, so keep an eye out for that. 
And also, I started contributing comics to the Rumpus uh, online literary website. So it's just been a very exciting year going to different zine conventions and um, connecting with other new artists that I like. Now, are you originally from this area, Southern California area? Yes, I am. I was born and bred in Orange County, and I went to uh, university in Los Angeles. So I've been in SoCal my whole life. Uh, what has your experience been as far as other zine fests and other zine events? Have you got to travel around at all, like state to state and other parts of uh, yeah, the United States? Yeah, um, this year actually marks my first year going to different zine conventions, tabling at different zine conventions out of state. Um, I got to table at the Brooklyn Zine Fest earlier this year, and I also went out of the country and tabled at the Toronto Comics and Arts Festival as well. And uh, next year, I definitely hope to continue to visit more out-of-state zine and comic conventions. What was your experience like today at the IE Zine Quest? The IE Zine Quest was really awesome. I got to meet a lot of new zine makers, artists, and authors I've never met before. And everybody has been really friendly and supportive, and I got to do a lot of awesome zine trades. So overall, it was a really great event. And you did a reading today. We got to hear uh, you tell some stories from your comics. Yes, I read several comics from um, three of my meditation and mindfulness comic zines, and that was really cool. Is that something you have been uh, also doing more of? I tend to divide my time between um, narrative comics and illustrated essays on meditation. Doing both um, simultaneously or switching back and forth between the two subject matters help keep me sane. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have coming up on the the horizon for, I guess, the rest of this year and next year? What are you looking forward to? Well, um, next month I will be tabling at the Eastside Zine Market. And also I'll be doing a book signing and reading at Skylight Books on December 8th for I Think I'm in Friend Love With You. And... By next year, I hope to release a new collection of short comic stories. Great. Well, everybody be sure to check those out, and uh, Shaky Town Radio will also be at some of those events. And uh, we hope to sit you down in the studio sometime and pick your brain and and hear some more about the stories behind the stories. I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and also in the meantime, uh, our podcast audience, where can they find you online? You can find me online at yumisakugawa.com, and if you go to my website, you'll also see information for my Tumblr, my Twitter, my Facebook page, and Instagram, because I'm a social media whore. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Yumi. Thank you. So the fest ended, tables folded legs kicked. Rhea said, kick that leg. And I kicked it. Can I kick it? Yes, I can. Can I? <laughs> yes, you can. Um, speaking of which, we just were at Shop Called Quest. We took a, a detour to go peek at the shop. Uh, my first time there. Y'all been there before? Yes, I have been there. Did not disappoint. It's my first time. Yeah. <laughs> you got a, a Jeffrey Brown? Got a Jeffrey Brown. Yeah, I met him at Ape many years ago. That would be Alternative Press Expo in San Francisco. Uh, I believe that was. Uh oh. Here you go. You all right? Technology yep. crash. <laughs> that was technically my first tabling event. I was tabling for Modest Proposal Zine. Um, 
but I actually didn't hang around too much. I just went and looked at stuff. Um, that's the, the tricky thing about these things because you got readings going on. You have friends there. You have customers to sell to. You have other zine creators to trade with. Daisy, how do you keep your head straight during all this? I don't. <laughs> it's, it's a little loose sometimes. Like I was sort of panicking because I needed to go make copies when I first got here, and I had to go to Kinko's to run over there and make copies, and then come back, and then I had to fold my little zines, and people <laughs> were trying to come talk to me, and I was like, "Go away! I'm trying to fold these zines." That's pretty much how it goes. All right. And then Ria, as a uh, frequent tabler and LA Zine Fest organizer, today you got to kick back and not have to worry about anything. It's my favorite. <laughs> so what did you get to see today? I saw a lot of familiar faces, which is great. People who I recognize from past zine fests. And I was collecting some submissions for the zine library at The Smell, and people were gladly donating stuff, which is really awesome. I also cruised around a creepy antique mall that I found around here. Ah. That was intense. Very cool. Uh, we are making our way back to the coffee house now, and uh, we'll see if we can get an interview with Ray. Here's Ray. We just got from came from your store, and we're back now at the scene of the crime, the site of the event. How'd it awesome. go for you today? It went well. We uh, had no alley deaths. Nobody stabbed anybody, even though you're in an alley and you do want to bring out a switchblade and just kind of stab people. But it was pretty peaceful, so I'm happy. Cool. <laughs> the readings went off without a hitch. A yes. uh, lot of good folks selling and trading and reading today. Yes. Um, so... In terms of reading, I would like to give a huge, huge thank you to Amber and Angela at Zineworks. Uh, they coordinated their, the readers to come in. They took care of all of that, and for me, that was a blessing. So every little bit counts, and that for me, like, was was a huge was a huge thing for me. So thank you. So now things are getting packed up and carted away, and then so what happens now? Like you continue obviously your duties with Shop Called Quest. Yes. Are you already thinking about the next Zine Quest? The next zine quest will probably be almost the same date, probably the weekend uh, before uh, Daylight Savings. That way we're able to get this hour of sunshine and do a 12 to 5 event. And it's actually, the, the weather today was pretty good. Yeah. So it's not hot because we all know, as in I did in my interview yeah. earlier, that it becomes like triple digits out here. Yeah, yeah. So to have a nice 70s, 80s is, is, a, good, is a good way to, to do this. So yeah, so we're, we'll definitely do this again next year. Awesome. Well, we're happy to be a part of it this year and good job. And thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So, I'm going to wrap this up. It's been a fun zine quest, a fun IE zine fest. Daisy was wonderful enough to table with me. Rio was wonderful enough to sit with us and watch our table and watch our readings. Um, and us all drive together and ride together. And... Uh, all the folks I talked to today, thank you so much. And all you who are listening, thank you so much. Um, Daisy, what else? What, what do we want to tell them? DaisyNoemi.wordpress.com I love you all. <laughs> You'll hear Daisy again at Eastside Zine Market uh, when we're there. Ria, we'll hopefully be doing our full-length interview with you at some point. You and I will be talking Whisper Kid. 
at some point, and uh, LA Zine Fest in February. And Antarctica. Oh, don't tell them yet about Antarctica yet. Um, teaser. It, it is a teaser. Um, what, uh, is there any tips, any hints, any spoilers you want to drop about what's coming up for February? Um, expect the unexpected. Because it is, it's an interesting neighborhood to work with. It feels like there's a lot going on, but almost also like it's a little bit of a ghost town. So we gotta, we're gonna have some pop-up surprises. It'll be really awesome. Cool. We'll look forward to that. Um, and you can follow all that on the usual social media that says LA Zine Fest. And of course, LAZineFest.com is your go-to for that in the blog. Um, and we'll be updating about all these events, Eastside Zine Market, LA Zine Fest, at ShakyTownRadio.com. As always, you can check out my stuff at FairDig.com. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Fair underscore Dig. So until you get your next pumpkin spice latte at Augie's Coffee House, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Good night. Good night.